Welcome back to the Commerce Collective podcast by Flywheel. If you thought that our Amazon Unbox coverage was over, you were very wrong. Because in this episode, I have yet another group of guests, our experts at Flywheel, talking about the speaking sessions they had throughout the event. My name is Emma Irwin, and I'm a senior editor and specialist at Flywheel. And today, following the themes of the content showcase from Amazon ads at Unboxed, we're talking AMC, DSP, and Upper Funnel. I did short interviews with three guests who you'll have to listen to all the way through to actually meet, some of whom are new and some are old friends of the podcast. But let's dive in to get this ball rolling. First up is how to utilize AMC and AI to reach customers at the ideal time in their shopping journeys. Hi, my name is Joe Rideout, and I'm co-founder and chief product officer at Perpetua. Perfect. And then question we ask everyone is, what is the last thing you purchased on Amazon? So I had to look this one up. I purchased the Knight Rider Swift 300 front bike light. So okay. this is a uh, USB rechargeable bike light starting to get dark in Toronto. So I uh, need that for my, my commute. I was curious where that was going because I didn't recognize the brand. So I was like, okay, what product is this with all of the parts in front of it? But okay, today we're going to be talking about reaching customers at the ideal time of their shopping journey using AMC's various tools. And because ideal time of the shopping journey was what your session here at Unbox was about. Can you tell me more about what we mean by that? Is the ideal time the same for everyone? How do you keep track of that? So if you wind the clock back, let's say 50 years to the early days of media and retail, I think you could say that the shopper journey uh, was very simple. It was the same for everyone. Media was very condensed. There was only a few nightly news channels, one Super Bowl. Everyone shopped in store. Today, things are obviously quite different. They're more complex. The consumer path to purchase has evolved over time to include many touch points and influences before a purchase is, is made. We're in a world where you can buy in many places and see ads in many places. We're seeing commerce companies become media companies. Media companies are becoming, or at least trying to become, commerce companies. And these advertising vehicles that touch consumers online also drive sales offline, which clouds the path to purchase even further. Perfect. Well, I'm curious, because not everyone got to see your session, including myself and all of our friends at home, but what were some of the key points of your session? And I'm curious how you tie AMC in to help discover when to reach customers at that right time. So I'm a software engineer turned product guy, and I studied computer science and math in college. So I sometimes have these nerdy ways of looking at things. Uh, one of the comparisons that I made in the session was between these shopper journeys and the idea of multiverses. So you have to bear with me a little bit on this one. Uh, have you seen the movie Everything Everywhere All at Once by any chance? No, but everyone tells me. Heard I'm, of it? Yes. And like I know... David Byrne was involved from the Talking Heads and he like wrote a song in there and he that's my favorite person on the planet. So I know that, but I'm just a movie loser when it comes to seeing movies, but continue. I'll put it on the list. I'd recommend it. So the film explores the idea of multiverses. And this is the idea that kind of a sci-fi type idea that there's an infinite number of parallel universes because every time you make a life choice on your life journey, it creates a new alternative universe. So the example, one of the examples from the film is the protagonist, Joy, runs a laundromat in one universe, but then in this other universe where she decides not to elope to North America with her partner, she becomes a movie star instead. And in the movie, they have this technology that's been developed that allows characters to travel between different universes in the multiverse. There's these kind of hands-on-keyboard tech operators that use these visual interface to explore all the universes and understand their attributes. Uh, and the movie explores these kinds of questions that 
maybe some of us ask lying awake at night, like, you know, what if I'd taken that different job after college? Or what if I'd married somebody else? Like, how would my life be different? I think as marketers, we have similar, maybe slightly less glamorous questions like, okay, what if a shopper sees an OLV ad before a sponsored product? Or if a shopper sees a search ad, will they be more likely to purchase my product in store? Maybe the most fundamental question is, if I allocate this incremental ad spend in some particular way, you know, the limited budget to allocate, is that going to drive sales? Is that going to, over some t- period, drive up my GMV? And um, you know, if we had universe exploring technology, then answering these questions would be easy because you look at the universe where you spend $10,000 over the next month on a sponsored brand campaign, and then you look at the other universe where you do everything else exactly the same. So all the other campaigns are the same. Maybe you brush your teeth the same way and eat your breakfast the same way, but you spend that 10K on a sponsored display campaign instead, and then you see which one nets you more GMV. Of course, this is all a bit fantastical. We don't have universe jumping technology, but we do have a very powerful technology at our disposal now, which is AMC or Amazon Marketing Cloud. Uh, and certainly, I think we believe this is one of the biggest unlocks we've had from an insights perspective since the original AMS eight years ago. It's going to be a game changer overall, uh, especially for omnichannel brands. Okay, so you know, how does this again tie into Multiverses, I think with AMC, you get this kind of uh, almost like a map where you can build customer path to purchase diagrams. You can really see all the different variations or sequences of events of touch points that lead to a purchase. So I can give one example, which is you can create a diagram of all the pathways that end with a branded search followed by a purchase. So for example, in one row, you can see people that just did a branded search and bought. In another row, you might see people that did an unbranded search followed by a branded search and then bought and so on and so forth. Without that diagram, if you're just looking at the metrics that Amazon provides out of the box uh, with last touch attribution, that branded campaign is going to take credit for all of these sales. But if you explode that out into this AMC-powered path to purchase view, you might see that, in fact, 50% of those sales are coming from customers who either searched for a non-branded term, saw an auto campaign, or were served a DSP ad before they then went on to search with that branded term. And so I think it's really these kind of visualizations and analysis unlocked by AMC that lets us see the individual paths and patterns for the first time, we can decode these paths to purchase, see how our target audience interacts with ads, and then answer questions like, is it more effective for my shopper to see a search ad first or a display ad first? Overall, it allows us to think more actively about the, the journey and then come up with a more comprehensive strategy that covers all parts of it across different ad units, different formats, and different devices. I'm wondering why we didn't have you try and teach the whole company about AMC, because that was like <laughs> a real, that was an incredible explanation. I'm like, why didn't anyone tie it into multiverses and everything everywhere all at once? That's such a good, that was good. I liked that. All right. Well, okay. Relatively recently, Amazon announced or launched AMC audiences. And today they announced look like audiences, but we won't get into that. But I'm curious about the general AMC audiences. What is that? I haven't actually asked anyone on this podcast to explain that for me. What does that mean? So if we think of AMC itself as kind of the being the biggest unlock from an insights perspective, then the question naturally follows, how do you action on those insights? And I think AMC audiences is really the first answer to that question. So AMC audiences are a powerful way to build 
custom audiences within your Amazon DSP campaigns that leverage all the signals from all the sources that feed into your AMC instance, including your own first-party signals. And this makes the customization possibilities really limitless. So you can write your own custom SQL queries um, that query you know, all of that event-level data, construct an audience based on that. The DSP has a lot of audience capabilities built in, but this just takes the customization and specificity of these audiences that that much further. And I could walk through a couple of examples. Please might do. Be helpful. Love it. So AMC audiences allow not just for these kind of true false filters of shopper events. What I mean by that is, you know, an audience where this event occurred or didn't occur, you can actually map out the order in which a different sequence of events happens or how often an event occurs. So this, again, gives a much greater control over the full user journey as they interact with your brand. One of the brands that we worked with was Beekeepers Natural. Uh, worked with them to build two different high propensity audiences, one for lower funnel and one for upper funnel. On the lower funnel, we looked at certain keyword exploration patterns. So audiences who had actively explored relevant keywords to the products and brand and terms after being exposed to sponsored ads but hadn't completed the purchase. And by doing this, we helped them achieve a ROAS that was 33% higher than their alternative campaigns. On the upper funnel, we looked for audiences with certain engagement patterns. So we identified shoppers with an engagement journey similar to other shoppers that had purchased with Beekeepers Naturals before. And this led to 100% new to brand purchase rate, indicating that you know, the effectiveness of this audience strategy for guiding prospects down the funnel. One more example comes up quite frequently is you, know, you might want to reach an audience of people that have visited your product detail page but not yet purchased. And this one is very applicable to larger one-off purchases that require more research as shoppers consider a range of different products, visit several PDPs. With regular Amazon DSP audiences, you can target users who have visited your PDP and haven't bought your product, but that's kind of as far, far as it goes. With AMC audiences, you can specify how often someone has visited your PDP. So this lets you experiment and fine tune and kind of hit that sweet spot where your shoppers are on the cusp of moving from consideration to purchase readiness. Perfect. Okay. And your session description mentions AI. So I think that's another one we haven't actually really hit on on the podcast yet, but it's, it's in the works. But anyways, how does AI tie into making the most out of AMC and reaching those shoppers at the ideal time? I think that AI and automation will play a critical role in deriving insights from these signals and making them actionable. But we like to think of AI as an enabling technology, so something that enhances human creativity, something to be used by skilled human operators, and that the best results will come from this kind of uh, human-AI collaboration. I think AI is going to be essential for scale within this, this sort of new world of shopper journeys. As we have more ad units, more points of purchase, more platform touch points, the number of possible paths a shopper can take just grows exponentially. And as this happens, each individual shopper's experience becomes more distinct. It becomes harder and harder, maybe for us as humans, to reason about that. And you need to, I think, generate a very hyper-personalized experience or mes message tailored to different points on that path. Um, and this is something where you know, I believe Gen AI technology 
we'll be able to lean on to kind of generate creative at this scale. We're certainly exploring ways to leverage AI to generate content, make real-time decisions to drive performance using signals across retail and media. You know, we want to improve creativity over just delivering efficiency and we see AI as a tool to make us better marketers and strategy drivers, not that AI is just a strategy in and of itself. Wasn't the everything everywhere all at once multiverse analogy for AMC like pretty kind of awesome? I think so. I love when I have conversations with people who have me thinking about things in new ways that I never would have gotten to myself. Next up, we're sticking on the topic of AMC, but we're going to focus in on adoption rates over time, what this means for the future of AMC, and interest in AMC specifically at Unboxed. Let's go. I am Gloria Steiner. I am the Director of Data Intelligence at Perpetua, and I lead a team that is dedicated a lot to AMC, internal BI, and customer reporting. Perfect. What has been the best part of Unboxed so far for you? You've been busy. It has been very, very busy. I can't even think about <laughs> what's happened today. <laughs> I think my sessions were really, really fun, very engaging. The keynote was very impressive with the amount of things that they dropped. So it was hard to take everything in because they drop it so subtly. But yeah, I think everything's been really great. Okay. You know this question. What is the last thing recently you've purchased on Amazon? Oh, uh, that's a good question. Oh, my gosh. Oh, Tights. I bought tights for this event. There you go. Because <laughs> I didn't have tights and New York is cold and I'm from California. <laughs> yes. Okay. I would love for you to tell me this is day one of Unboxed. And like we've said, you've been busy. But tell me about your two sessions today. What are you doing here? What are you working on? Always, always AMC. I did two very different sessions and they were both awesome. So my first one it was actually a hands-on keyboard session of actually people following along with computers on how to actually dive into the console and write queries and extract data and create audiences. And that's something that is like, if that happened last year, no one would be in the room. But this year it was absolutely full and there was like a million questions. So it was amazing. And the second one was, again, about AMC, but more around like uh, it is fireside chat. So I had a partner from, well, there's a partner from Habu and Slalom, and we were just talking with someone from Amazon, Abby Spivak, just asking us questions about how we're using AMC and, and how we're thinking about it. And I'd love to know, so AMC has been a topic on this podcast for, it feels like an eternity, but it's really only been a year. And I'm sure it will continue to be one. But over the last year or so, and I'm guesstimating a year on this, that we started talking about it. But I'd love to know, like, you just said the room was full and it wouldn't have been last year. But in your day-to-day -day outside of Unboxed, how are you seeing brands adopting to AMC? Like, has that grown a lot? 100%. Even just here, like, when you're in these sessions, we always ask, like, who knows what AMC is? Who's using AMC? And last year, it'd be like dead silent. No hands. This year, when Avi asked it in the room, 50% of the room said they have an instance using AMC. And yeah, again, having that hands-on keyboard session and people showing up is just like just a testament of how big this thing is. And Amazon's really pushing it too. It's getting easier and easier to access and everyone's using it more and more. And we're building more tools for people to access it. So I definitely see just such a huge increase in people actually getting their hands into it. And I talked to Miranda Chen this morning oh, nice. and we were talking about the template analytics and actually not needing to have to code. So it's really cool to see what Amazon has been doing. I'm curious. So you said 
50% of the room raised their hands that they are using AMC. What are your thoughts for the other 50% of the room? What are they doing? What? <laughs> That's a really great question. I think some people are still honestly nascent to the DSP in general, and you need DSP right now to access AMC. So gotcha. I think this conference definitely has, does a good job of catering to the sponsored ads as well as people who are using DSP. So I think there's still more room to grow for them. And then when you're just starting on DSP, you don't think about AMC right away because you don't have that, you know, it's a small budget, so you don't need to do that type of analytics. So I think just also having more partners available to give access to AMC is a need. So I think, yeah, still more work to be done for all those hands to be raised next year. What do you see as like the future of AMC? I hope that AMC analytics will not be as hard to extract for the users that maybe I showed how to use AMC today. I think that if it stays in the state, it'll still be just too hard to get that data. What I want to see is this data being littered throughout the sponsored ad console and the DSP console and just have those metrics just layered within so that you can make decisions like in that console versus go to AMC, try to create a query, try to extract some insight and try to do something. All right, Commerce Collective team. Last up, but certainly not least, we're going to sort of switch gears slightly to talking about upper funnel advertising, which Rob will clarify and define shortly, don't worry. But this topic was a significant talking point across the content shown at Amazon Unboxed in tandem with AMC, obviously. I'm Rob Kearns. I'm a Senior Director of Programmatic Strategy at Flywell. Perfect. What has been the best part of Unbox so far? That's been like a big reunion. You know, this industry is so small and I worked at Amazon 10 years ago and got to see people in JFK 19 yesterday that are still there. And the new partner conversations are always fun. But favorite, favorite would be the people that come up and just have a question about e-commerce and they just need help. And you get to be like, you get to open their eyes to something new. That's really cool. That's awesome. All right. Question that we ask everyone. What is the last thing that you purchased on Amazon? Yeah. So my buddy wrote a, like put together a journal. It's like a 90 day journal. And I helped him figure out how to get his PDP live. <laughs> and so of course. it went live and he wrote me and I haven't told him that he needs a ton of reviews yet. And so I ordered it. It's called Persistence Over Perfection by Bill Kiever. Good to know. Are you going to buy it? write reviews. Yes. I was going to say, have you already left a review? No, I want to, you know, I want to get it. I'll look at it. Okay. And, okay. Um, you know, he'll probably earn five stars. I don't want to devalue my review, but um, <laughs> it's very likely when I receive it. I see. Okay. Let's get into talking about upper funnel. It's been a significant theme, I think, here, like looking at the different sessions and the information within the sessions, heavy emphasis from Amazon, but you help lead Flywheel's upper funnel strategy team which we've significantly invested in, even in my not that long time at Flywheel. But I'm curious, because we see this from brands, why are brands pushing for agencies to be these really future-leaning experts in upper funnel advertising? Yeah, so the market's so interesting right now. You've got this impending cookie doom, and you keep hearing more and more about how effective you know targeting is or the data, how excellent the data is from places like Amazon Marketing Cloud, that you get, I think a savvy marketer is asking the bigger questions, right? And they're looking at retail media networks as a potential future state for them, especially with the wall gardens, right? There's so much excellent data there that's protected. And so I think that that's driving most of the shift. 
It's just future prepping. Interesting. Okay. I'm curious. You've worked in this specific part of the industry for a while. How has Upper Funnel changed during your career? Yeah. So Upper Funnel, let's look at that as Upper Funnel being defined as like the awareness stage, right? So my first career, my first job was here in New York City at CBS Television Network up at 50, on 51st. And I was doing network ad sales. In reality, I was a sales assistant, you know, barely, barely making ends meet. And that was that was upper funnel to me then, right? That was how you reached, you know, you looked at GRPs and you bought on demos and I became a planner and I was building plans for the big six Holcos and their partners. And now looking at what's available, you know, I think there's a whole conversation to be had about cord cutting and everything with that. It's just, there's more opportunity to reach people in the awareness stage than ever with better targeting, right? So instead of just buying, you know, how I met your mother, and on primetime or some syndicated show, you're more thinking about, okay, I don't wanna just blast the world or blast this huge demo, 25 to 54 adults, right? Instead, I'm looking for people that are more likely to, to love being outside, right? Or certain personas or lifestyle segments. And I think that that drives better accountability for marketers with their dollars because if you know where every dollar you're spending is going, or at least that it's hitting somebody relevant, which we can dive into, right, with Amazon Marketing Cloud, you're a lot more empowered as a marketer to drive better results. And in, in a space that's, I mean, I just feel like it's more competitive now than it's ever been for brands. Makes sense. I'm curious, because I think, I'm assuming you get to spend a lot of time talking to our clients at Flywheel about Upper Funnel. But what would you say, like, overall understanding of basically everything, like how it works is across our different enterprise clients. Like are most clients pushing us for even more than like for us to really challenge our own thoughts or do you have to do more kind of educating? Yeah. So my background is a little over eight years on the client side before joining Flywheel a year ago. And so I'm going to speak to a bit of what I've seen. One of the biggest challenges that they face is where do the funds come from? Yeah. Right. So marketing traditionally owns or brand however you want to like that they own the below the line marketing investment right some places call that line 17 whatever it is those marketing dollars are usually tied up with brands they they go through op plan they use those to buy tv they use those to buy streaming television all sorts of things and a lot of times also search but in the that was kind of traditional, but as e-commerce has moved into this space, we see more and more dollars coming from brand driving things like search, which some partners are still you know, spending that out of trade. Um, and what I'm getting at here is so e-commerce might own search and mid-funnel, brand might own upper funnel. And so kind of the greatest barrier that I'm seeing for brands and e-commerce teams, let's just say brands kind of holistically, including both of those, people that want to grow products and brands, is simply like, where's the money coming from? Yeah. And that can be really challenging for them. And so what we've been doing on our end is just doing our best to navigate, be a partner, provide the reporting for e-commerce team and brand, however they need it, so that we can kind of help close that loop or at least drive some partnership or maybe perhaps act as a bridge between so that they can dive into Amazon the way that we see it working really, really well for some partners. Nobody likes to do predictions, but like, as we've discussed, you've worked around this for a while. What do you see as the future? 
we've seen so much change very recently. And like, what do you see as the future? There's a lot of things here. I think cookies will go away. So there's that. <laughs> I think that you're going to see more interactivity with ads. We're doing, you know, obviously creative is dynamic and um, that's something that Amazon is already offering. But I like the idea of AI getting integrated in simple ways, right? Just like what's the right messaging for a person? I'd love to see that become more real time. And these are all things that I'm saying I'd love to see and I, I believe that we will. And so getting there, again, it's always going to be those first movers, those people that right now are testing different creatives. You know, there was a great example of Columbia doing that where they broke it into, and this was in one of our sessions to give background for our listeners, they broke up their their video creative based on people that are learning to be outdoorsy or kind of like to be. And then like the real outdoorsy people, you know, not everybody that drives a Chevy truck wants to see it like careening down a mountain, right? Yeah. There's plenty of people that that's their daily driver for their family, right? Just yeah. to think of another example where we don't see them varying that very much, right? That was a cool when they put that on the screen. I was like, Wow, it's just a simple, you know you work in e-commerce when such a thing excites you the way that that example did. I love it. It's like, wow, you know what? That's, that's a very simple one, right? But it's appropriate. It's thoughtful. It's going to build their brand messaging. It's going to help them break into, you know, more wallets and more families. I'm always of the, like, thought process of, you know, as consumers, you can't escape ads. Like, they're always around. So they might as well be, like, actually really targeted to you and actually relevant. And like for me, seeing the many, many Chevy trucks driving down a mountain, I see that all the time. And I'm like, hey, that's not me. <laughs> like, stop. You're getting to that point of like people are disengaging from ads. And so we have to be more accountable with our targeting so that we're actually reaching the people that want to see it. I mean, I'm with you. I don't want to see stuff that has nothing to do with me. It's super annoying. Right. And then, you know, especially if it's like pop up blocks what you're doing and you're like, I I don't want to mention anything, but you know, I was like, I don't want that right now. You know, yeah. like I'm not, I'm not looking for that. Where'd you get this data? I have been known to report ads because I'm just like, this is inappropriate for me where I am. And I watch a lot of YouTube. I can't listen to podcasts because I'm too, I'm too in the weeds of that. But I watch a lot of YouTube, <laughs> and whenever they, I like that they give me the survey, and I'm like, this was relevant, or no, this absolutely wrong. I'm like, please, brand, take that back. And so that's funny. I won't do the survey because okay. I'm like, you need to find a better way to target me. You know, it's like a challenge I give them. Okay. Okay. Because we're going on a tangent there. That's uh, okay. <laughs> but that's like, for some reason, just a little dig I have that I'm like, I'm not going to do a survey for you. You know, like find another way to be relevant for me, which is a silly thing. I'm, who am I hurting? <laughs> I'm hurting myself. Yeah. Only you. <laughs> and here I am realizing it. Thank you, everybody, for, for helping me through this. I'm going to start filling out my surveys. I'm glad this could be a productive session for you. <laughs> and that that's where we ended. Okay. And that brings us to the end of our discussions with some of our speakers at Unboxed who covered Upper Funnel and lots and lots and lots and lots and lots of AMC. Thank you to Joe, Gloria, and Rob for their participation and expertise. And you should be sure to track down all of our speaker sessions at Unboxed because I only scraped the surface and most of them were packed, so they must have been good. You know, if you thought any of this sounded interesting and you don't partner with us across DSP or AMC or you're looking for some upper funnel related thought leadership, um, I think we'd really like to talk about it. I'm just saying, 
We've got the absolute best in the biz working for us. And you can tell from this episode that all of my flywheel friends love what they do and they truly just want to drive your business forward. Reach out. All right. Sales Emma is out. I've been your host, non-sales Emma Irwin, and we'll see you next time.